Hi, welcome to the YD Youth Podcast. We are a youth group from Barrie, Ontario, Canada. Our goal is to encounter God to touch the world. We pray that you'd be blessed by this message. Wow, wow. God is so good. You know, during that worship time, I was actually worshiping too, and the presence of God just hit me so dearly. Hit me so dearly. And as, as we were worshiping there, I I've been feeling in my spirit all afternoon, all evening, actually. I've been hearing the Lord say, I am the one that gives life, and I want to give life to my children today. I want to give life to my children today. And I just keep hearing this in the spirit that for some of you right now, you're watching this, and God says to you, he wants to bring every dead bone within you alive again in the name of Jesus. He wants to bring every dead thing. You see, God actually brings dead things back to life because he conquered the grave, because he is the keys of death and life. And so if there is anything, and I mean anything in your life today, all of you, youth that are watching this, teens that are watching this, adults maybe that are watching this, God wants to bring every dead thing in you huh, back to life again. So if you would let him do that today, if you would open up your heart and express those areas that have been dead spiritually, I just feel the Holy Spirit. I know I got somewhere to go today with you guys, but I feel the Holy Spirit really saying that the enemy is the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that means if there's any dead thing in your life, it wasn't God that did it. It was the enemy that did it. But God comes to bring life and abundant life to you. So I don't know which one, someone that needs this today. Would you just listen in for a minute? Would you just listen in for a moment and let the Holy Spirit deal with your heart so that it can come alive? Because God doesn't want to see you dead anymore. He doesn't want to see you in the same cycles of sin, in the same cycles of life. In the same, same struggles, the same, the same mental struggles, the same, the same physical struggles that we deal with. He doesn't want to see you in depression anymore. He doesn't want to see you in anxiety anymore. He doesn't want to see you worried all the time. He doesn't, he doesn't want to see you in fear and in doubt and unbelief anymore. He's calling you to come alive. His power is here for you today. If you would just even lift your hands, if you would just raise your hands to the camera, I declare in Jesus' name, Rebeke, I feel the Holy Ghost. I declare in Jesus' name that every dead thing in your life would come alive in Jesus' name. Just lift your hands to the camera right now. He is here. See, we didn't come for another program. We didn't come for another youth night program. We came to encounter God, the true and living God. And if he is real, he's going to show up. Oh, come on, somebody. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I declare everything that is dead within you right now. Every dead thing, every dead thing from a broken relationship to a broken family situation to a, to a sin life, a life struggle of sin. I declare that every dead thing would come alive in the name of Jesus. If there's no food on the table, I declare in Jesus' name, he's going to bring food for your table. He's going to bring it in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Oh, he's here tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. So right now, guys, I feel the Holy Spirit. Could we just take a moment? 
Father, we just welcome you. I don't want to do another program, another agenda. We're here today to meet with you. We're here today to be filled by, not by even my words, but by your words. So would you do that today, God, Jesus' name? Amen. So as you guys know, we're doing a, a series called the Rooted Series. If you're in that posture of worship, if the Lord's ministering to your heart right now, stay there. Let him continue to minister this whole message today because I believe that he's here to do that exact thing in your heart today. But I'm going to continue on and the Lord's going to continue to speak to you. We're doing part three of our Rooted series today. Oh, I wish you guys were here in person, but you know what? The Holy Spirit is still able right now. We're doing part three of our Rooted series and we've been talking about what it means to be rooted and we've been talking about the parable of the sower and so we actually have an example video for that for you guys today. I think it's like four minutes long or something like that. But I want you guys to watch it if you can. And just, uh, just tune in and just listen in to every word that is happening. And then we're going to come back here. And we're going to break it down, certain points that God has highlighted for you today. So if we can go there right now. Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell onto good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing, and yielding thirtyfold, and sixtyfold, and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Behold. Back to the slide. Sorry, guys. Um, why don't you put in the chats a uh, good job to Sydney? Because she's the one in the back doing this right now for us. So why don't you guys put in the chat? Just let her know that she's doing a good job. Cheer on. Maybe give her some hand clap emojis. Give her some, you know, give her some love. Give her some love to me. She's doing a great job right now. And she's the only one that is here with me today. So we're the ones doing it in the back there. So. Um, yeah, guys, oh, I hope you guys are all doing well. You guys can continue in the comments. Comment down below. When, when, when something is hitting you, you got something from the Lord, just continue to comment down below. Amen. Hand claps, fire emojis. Just be engaged and be involved as if we were here in person. Obviously, we're not. So let's be engaged as if we were because I believe that as we pour in, as we sow in, whatever we sow in is what we're going to reap. So whatever we sow in today, if we sow in today and say, you know what, oh, God, yes, 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 amen, amen. You're saying, God, do it again, first of all, because that's what amen means. And then you're sowing in so you can reap from the word that God has given today. So he's got a word for you today. So that was an awesome video we just watched on the, the parable of the sower. 
which, we, which a lot of us have maybe heard of. Maybe some of us who haven't heard it before, or maybe you've heard it, but it, it's something, there's something new that you want to know that's on it today. And I want to let you know there's something new on it for you today. So if you got your Bibles there, I, want, I encourage you. I know you guys, those of you that are constant ones that are there at YDU you do have notepads there. So if you want to get your notebook out and you want to get a pen out and find a Bible, let's get engaged, guys. Let's dig in deep today because God has something amazing for us today. All right? So I'm reading. I'm going to read from Mark um, 4, uh, verse 3 to 6. All right? Today we're going to be focusing on two parts Two different soils. There's four soils that is talked about in this parable. We're going to be talking about two of them tonight. The two soils that we are talking about tonight is the footpath and the rocky soil. Okay? So say with me, footpath. Say with me, rocky soil. All right? Those are the two things that we're going to be talking about tonight. So read with me. We're reading Mark 4, verse 3 to 6, and it says this. It says, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across his field, some of the seed fell on the footpath, and the birds came up and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock, and the seed sprouted up quickly, quickly. You ever see seeds sprout up quickly? You ever see uh, something come out of the ground quickly, just like you planted it yesterday? Maybe you, you've planted, you've gardened yourself, so you might have experienced this before. It sprouts up quickly. Because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon wilts. You ever see, you know, you get a plant, you ever go and you go to the store, you get, get a bunch of roses, get some plants, you know, maybe for your mom for Mother's Day or for something like that. And you got these roses or, you know, and, you, and, you've, and you've given it to them and it lasts like a week and then it dies. I'll tell you that I've had that happen to me before. I've definitely had that happen to me before. It sucks. It really does. Um, and, so, and so it says here, you know, it says, other seeds fell on shallow ground, underlying rock. But the plant soon wilted under the sun, the hot sun, since it didn't have deep roots. It died. Wow. Wow. You know, I love how Jesus would speak to us in parables. He'll speak to us in things that we can understand. Because why? Because everything that he created was out of his mouth. Come on, somebody, you're going to get this, you're going to get this. It, it, it came out of his mouth. So everything that came out of his mouth means that it was of him, which means he can speak and bring anything alive in you and bring any example alive in you and reveal himself to you through anything that he created because it came from him. And so that's what he did, does here in this parable, and he explains this in this parable, which is so, so awesome, it's so cool. And so the first one that I'm going to talk to you guys about is the footpath. You see, the disciples didn't actually understand. A lot of them didn't even get what Jesus was talking about here. So later on, in Mark 14, verse 14 to 17, he has to explain it. And so he explains it, he explains it here. He says, the farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. Wow. Let's talk about that for a moment. Can we? Can we talk about that for a moment? Hmm. See, the seed, we talked about last week, the seed represents the perfect word of God. See, God, he's an amazing, he, he, he's so loving that he doesn't care who you are. 
He wants to spread seed to you. He wants to spread his word to you. He wants you, he wants, the word is his heart revealed, okay? His, the word is his heart revealed to us here on earth. And so God, a lot of times, because of his love, will want to reveal his heart to us through his word. And he does this here. And, and we see here, he says, the, the footpath is the one who doesn't make room for God's word. Wow. The one that on the footpath, we're talking about the footpath right now. It's the one that doesn't make room for God's word. Now, I know some of us here, a lot of us here are believers, but maybe there's some that aren't. But the, for those of you that are, it doesn't mean just in all your life because there's different parts of the word of God. We talk about different things that relate to our life. And maybe there's some parts of God's word that we've taken seriously and said, yeah, you know what? Yep. God, he paid for my sin. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory. Glory. He paid for my sin. But maybe when he talks about sexual immorality, maybe when he talks about gossip, maybe when he talks about pride, when he talks about bearing a false witness, which is essentially lying, when he talks about these things, maybe we, we don't actually make room for God's word in those areas. Maybe those are the footpath areas in our lives. Say with me footpath. Maybe some of you have a footpath area in your life right now. Maybe some of you have it. And I want you to know that that footpath area in your life doesn't have to stay there. But maybe it's there right now because you haven't realized the benefit of making room for his word. Oh, man. Maybe you haven't recognized that there's a benefit to his word in that area of your life. Maybe you think there's no benefit. Maybe you think there's only benefit in me being saved and the fact that he loves me, but there's no benefit to me actually following his commands. But you know, the word of God says that if you love me, you'll obey my commands. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing because it's beneficial for you. But he says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. And I want to say this, what areas of your heart, I want you guys to think about this right now, what areas of your heart haven't changed that God doesn't like since being saved? What are those areas? Maybe you've been saved, your, maybe you've been saved since you were six. Can I ask you a question? In the natural, when you grew up, as you grow up, do you act the same way you do at 15 as you do at 6? No. Why? Because the way that we act at 6 isn't best beneficial to us at 15. We can't, we can't throw stuff around when we're 15. We can't throw a block at somebody when we're 15. We can't cry and have a temper tantrum at 15 years old in our class. We can't do these things. These things aren't beneficial for us. So... In the same way, naturally, you wouldn't act like you would and you were six. You, you don't have your mom feed you when you're 15. You don't have your mom spoon feed you at 15 years old unless you might be sick. But on a regular basis, you don't have your mom spoon feed you. But when you're 15 years old, see, this is the same thing in the spirit. Some of us have been believers for so long, but we're still acting like we're six. Some of us have been believers 
Come on, somebody. Some of us have been believers for years now. You've been going to church for years now. You've been saying, I'm a Christian for years now. You've been saying, God, I'll have a love relationship with you for years now. But your life doesn't reflect the amount of time that you've had that relationship with God. And so there's an immaturity that takes place there. And that's because there's some footpath soil in your heart. There's some footpath soil in your heart. That's okay because, see, this is because you haven't given room for God's word yet. I'm going to continue to read the rest of this verse, and then we're going to break it all down. And then we're going we're gonna to have some small group discussion at the end of this on Zoom. Sydney will put it in the chat there for you. She'll pin it in the chat there for you. But we're going to have some small Zoom small group sessions for just 15, 20, 15, 20 minutes. It's not even a long thing, but it's going to be so we can talk about some of this stuff that we're talking about right here, right now. And our LITs are going to help us lead out those discussions. So... Let me continue to read here. The seed that fell, I mean the seed on the rocky soil, represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. So maybe some of you, you are receiving God's word with joy. Maybe you are receiving God's word with joy. Maybe God has spoken to you. And, and maybe you encountered God at one point. You in an encounter with God, it was like, wow. Maybe you went to a conference and it was like, wow, Jesus, wow. You moved. You really are who you say you are. You really, I give everything to you. And maybe you received it with joy. But it says here, but since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away. As soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Wow. Oh. Some of you guys, maybe you come here on Tuesday, you receive God's word. It's powerful. It's amazing. You know? But then you go home, you go back to school, you go back to your family life. It may not seem right and may not seem the same. There's problems, there's issues, there's persecution. There are people that make fun of you for being a Christian. Because I had that. As a matter of fact, I still do. It hasn't gone away. And, and, and in, in the midst of that, maybe you, even in the midst of that, have said, oh, man, this is too much. And then you compromise. Anyone ever compromise at the hands of somebody else? Anyone ever compromise at the hands of someone else's persecution towards you? Anyone ever compromise at the hands of a problem in your life, a situation that didn't go your way, a situation that you didn't have control of, a situation of trouble, of, of trials, of tribulation in your life that you didn't have control of, and you decided that because you didn't have control over it, that you were going to find, oh man, I hear the Holy Ghost, I hear the Holy Ghost, somebody. Huh. See, when there is, when you don't have control of it, and you try to take control of it, you know what you've just done? You've taken the control away from God. When we try to control what, what we couldn't control before, we've taken the control away from God. And that's the reason why we fail even more. That's why the reason we go deeper in the hole. When there's a situation, when there's a problem in your life, maybe it's, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a, a friendship, maybe it's, 
It could be anything. It could just be life. It could just be what you hear on the news. It could just be depression hitting you hard in a certain season. It could just be anxiety. You could be, you could be holding resentment or unforgiveness towards somebody that might have hurt you in some way. But when you hold these things in your heart and then you try to deal with them on yourself, you said, God, I don't want you there. I don't want you in this. Stay out of this. Stay out of this. And God being a gentleman will be like, but remember what I said, remember what I said, but he will move away because you pushed him away. He will move away because you pushed him away. And what's crazy about that is it's in those places that we're not actually building roots anymore. Because huh. you know the Bible says this too. It says some plant the seed, some water the seed, but only God can bring the increase. Oh, come on, somebody. So that means that your growth spiritually doesn't happen from anything you do, but it happens from God in you and through you. Which means if you push them out of the way, you're actually pushing away your roots from growing. And your roots can't grow. My roots can't grow if I push God out of a situation. My roots can't grow. See, the Holy Spirit is speaking to some of you today. I could feel it. I could feel it so strong in the spirit. We need to get into a place, into a position, into a, a posture in ourselves where we say, God, I give you room. Again, I give you room again. See, revival only happens when we begin to make room in ways we haven't before for God's word to transform us. You want to see God truly transform your life. You want to see revival come. We pray for revival, but we don't make room for it. We pray for revival. We pray to come alive. We pray to be refreshed. But we don't always make room for it. See, and that's why this retreat, guys, this retreat happening this weekend, this replenished retreat happening this weekend, this is why it's so vital to us spiritually. Not because I'm seeing that people spiritually are dying. Some of you have mentioned it, but that's not the reason why. It's really because the only way for you to be revived and for you to be, bring revival and to carry the spirit of revival is to make room for revival in your life. And we need to begin to do that again. Come on, somebody message in the comments. Somebody message in the comments, I'm making room for revival. Come on, I want to see you guys message that in the comments. I'm making room for revival. Come on, message that down below, guys. So I'm going to talk quickly to you about the rocky soil. Because we got time. We've only been on this for half an hour, 35 minutes. You can, you can go through this for a little bit more, and then we're going to get into some group discussions. Let's talk about the rocky soil, shall we? The rocky soil is for those who only make room for the areas of the word they like. See, the footpath soil is when you have, you have like that much room. You have no room. The seed can't even go in. But when you got rocky soil, the, 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 it can go in. Yeah, it can go in. But it ain't going anywhere very far. The roots aren't going very far. This is what we just talked about. We got to make room. We love the encounter with God, but we don't always love what comes after. See, the encounter with God is God asking me for relationship. Is God coming and meeting me face to face, touching my life, healing my body, transforming me, speaking to me. But then he asks me, to give him my life. And that's the part that we don't know what it's like after. 
We love the tingles, <laughs> the goosebumps, the feel-good moments, the moments that feel good to us, the things that, the, 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 the natural things that happen when God encounters us, but we don't always like the spiritual things that are required when he encounters us. I say this because I know this, guys. I'm not saying this here to, to impose something on you that isn't a part of my life. See, because I have to go through the same thing. When God encounters me, when God, any area that God encounters you in, any area that God speaks to you in, you become accountable for. When God spoke to Sydney and me to start this youth ministry with you guys, we began to be accountable for you guys. We're accountable for you spiritually. When you met with Jesus and you said yes to him, and he began to speak into those areas of your lives that he wanted from you, you became accountable to him in those areas of your life. When you begin to ask him for souls, when you begin to ask him for you to begin to preach the gospel and, and bring the gospel to people, you become accountable for the person that's next to you. That person in your school that maybe has never heard Jesus out of your mouth before, but everything else. Has never heard about his love, about his goodness, about his kindness, about his mercy, about his forgiveness. But God wants to reveal that. God wants your mouth to be open to that. And so that is where we move from becoming the rocky soil. See, it's making room for God in the hard times that allows us to grow deep roots. It's the hard times that count. I want to say it's the hard times that count. Say with me right in the comments, it's the hard times that count. Come on, somebody, it's the hard times that count. It's the times when coronavirus has got everybody locked in and staying at home that count. It's these moments right now where there's almost nothing for us to do, no fun things for us to do, no recreational things to do, that these times count. What are you going to do in this time? Dig roots? You're either going to dig roots or you're going to be washed away by the problems of life. And I don't want to see any of us, any of us washed away by the problems of life. I want to see all of us have roots go deeper than they've ever gone before. And that's why we are here. That's why we are so we are being attentive in this third lockdown and making sure that you are having everything poured into you, that we're having relationship with you, fellowship with you, and we're having fellowship together and, and fun and awesome stuff, but that you are growing spiritually together because it's what matters so much more for when this season is over because I've seen people been knocked out in seasons that are hard. I've had hard, hard, hard seasons that I've talked about them and I've shared them with you guys and I've almost been knocked out. But it came from making that place, of making that room that counted. See, many fall away because they never made room for God in the hard times. Many fall away because of that. Many are falling away because in the hardest times, we, we only, you know, I've noticed this in American, North American Christianity, that a lot of times we talk about all the amazing, God can do this for you when you get saved. He will, he will open up, he will make a way where there is no way. He will take you through to the promised land, which is the truth. But to get to the promised land, you had to get out of Egypt and go through the wilderness. Somebody, come on somebody. 
There is a promised land. There is a truth to that. There is a blessing for your life. There is a value that God has put on your life and he's given you a calling and he's going to lead you and he's going to guide you. But in the midst of that, there is a formation that takes place through the wilderness, through the hard season of life. And we are in one of those hard seasons right now as a youth ministry in your own lives, in your own families. There's a hard season in our world that we're going through. But we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to either grow or be washed away. And I don't know about you, but I want to grow. So I'm going to go to this last verse for you guys today. This is the last verse here that I have for you guys. Are you guys doing well? Are you guys doing good? Comment down below. We got, we got those comments down there for you guys. I hope you guys are doing well. I can't see them right now, but Sydney can. So respond to her. So I want you to go with me right now. We're going to James 1 verse 12. James 1 verse 12. All right, and it says this. It says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Wow. There's something the Holy Spirit just highlighted to me. I just heard. Love is tested. Love is tested. See, I could say to Sydney how much I love her, but she ain't going to buy it if I'm just saying it all the time. And then I'm just, like, not paying attention to her. I'm not helping her out at home. I'm not cleaning up around the house. I'm not doing the dishes. I'm not actually showing her affection. If I do those things to Sydney, she'll be like, you love me? Hmm, all right there. You know what I mean? Like, she's going she gonna to get all Shaniqua on me. You know what I mean? Because Why? <laughs> Because I'm really not showing that my love has been tested. My love is tested through what I do in those moments, in those hard seasons. And see, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. See, it doesn't just say testing. It says testing and temptation. Two different things. Testing is the situations that happen around you. Temptation is the sin that could happen to you that the enemy is trying to bring to you. But it's in those times where you have an opportunity that God is, God is wanting you to endure. He is wanting you to endure. And in those moments of endurance, that is where your promise is. Your promise is through the trial, guys. Some of you, you want that deep relationship. You want to hear God's voice, and I want you to hear God's voice. You want to pray for the sick. I want you to pray for the sick and see people get healed. You want to do all these things, these amazing, and I want you to do all these amazing things. Uh, you want to be used by God. I want you to be used by God. But the promise is through the trial, somebody. The promise is through it. We got to go through it. When we get through it, you will see that the breakthrough is on the other side of that. God isn't just looking for your at your successes, but how you stand in the storm. How you stand in the storm. How do we stand in the storm, Daniel? How do I stand in the storm, Daniel? 
Well, first, I'll make room for God's word. See, God's word is a weapon, and I want, I, want, I want to know, when was the last time that you were here listening to God's word? When was the last time that you spent time in God's word in a hard season? When was the last time that you opened his word up in the hard season? We can open God's word up when everything feels good, but can we really make room for God's word when we're being tempted by sin? When we're going through a struggle at home, in our minds, in our hearts, the enemy will, will do something. I heard someone say this the other day, that, that the enemy always starts with a thought. And that thought, he knows that, from, that uh, as a man thinks, so he is. That's what the Bible says. And so that thought that we think when he can get our thoughts, when he has our thoughts, then he can have us. But we don't want that. And so we have to get in God's word, which will override that and renew our minds. And we can only stand when we have made, when we have made for the, when we have made room for the word of God. Gosh, somebody. God is here right now. Just about to finish up here. I have a few things prophetically that I heard the Lord speak to me that I'd like to share with you because I believe that, that some of you need to hear these things. And this could be for different ones of you, but some of you right now are battling what soil to become. You're battling with it. You want to choose the good soil, but right now you're hovering. You've only made so much room for God in your life. You haven't truly given him everything. See, because a good soil is a pure soil. It's a soil that said, you know what, take everything else away. How do you get good soil? Does anybody know how you get good soil? You have to take the bad things out of it. You have to rake out the bad things. You have to let God rake out the things that don't belong there. You have to let God take out the weeds. Take out those hidden things that can rise up. See, maybe you haven't fallen into that sin yet, but you could because you keep looking at those images that are leading you to thoughts that aren't good. And you could fall into that sin, but God wants you to take out the root. Take out the weed. If you would take that weed out, you can become good soil in that area of your life. The next thing I hear from the Lord is that some of you battle fear of what people will think of you if you are sold out. There's a fear that comes that you battle of being sold out. And I want you to see, hear this. I hear this from the Lord too. For the breakthrough is in your choice to be sold out. The breakthrough in your life, the breakthrough from your fear is actually the choice to be sold out. The breakthrough from your anxiety and from your depression and from, your, and from that struggle of, of sexual immorality is in the choice to be sold out. For some of you right now, I hear that from the Lord. The next thing is God wants to break that spirit of depression. There is a, a destructive spirit of depression that has hit this generation, that has hit Gen Z and, 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 uh, and millennials. It's this, gen, it's this literally the spirit of depression that's hit so hard that literally it's promoted in music. Man, come on. Some of you, you know what I'm talking about. It's promoted in music even. It's promoted that you would hear things that would bring you to a place of depression. 
because that spirit has been released on the earth in, in, in such a strong way in this hour. But God wants to break it free off of you guys in Jesus' name. Don't let the enemy steal your seed because of condemnation. Oh, I hear this from the Lord too. Some of you, because of your past, condemnation has gripped your heart. But God is saying today, would you let me speak? See, the only reason that condemnation is staying there, the only reason that fear and that doubt is staying oh my gosh, come on. The only reason why that is staying there is because we are not letting him speak. We are speaking over him. We're listening to the enemy and then we're declaring it. So we can't even hear what heaven is declaring. Because we're declaring what we're hearing in our own thoughts from the enemy. And that's why we have to make room. When you make room for God's word, you're actually making room for him to speak again. You're making room for him to speak in those areas that you haven't let him speak into before. You're making room for him to speak into those areas that have been holding you bondage and hostage to sin. Would we make room for him today, guys? Would we make room for him to speak again? Would you make room for him? You've been asking God, why can't I hear your voice? You haven't made room for him. Come on, let's make room for him. Let's make room for him today, guys. And if you're watching me right now, I want you to stretch your hands forth. Just stretch your hands forth to the camera or to the screen that you're watching on right now. The Holy Spirit is here. Thank you, Jesus. Stretch your hand forth. Father, first off, I want to pray for those right now that just want God to make room. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for their lives. I declare right now, Lord. Oh, right now, that you would convict their hearts of those areas they haven't made room for. Even right now, would you speak into those areas that they haven't made room for right now? I pray that your voice would become louder than their own. That your voice would become louder than their thoughts. That your voice would become louder than their own um, preconceived ideas of, of what you are and who you are in that area of their life. Lord, speak into it in Jesus' name. His fire. I feel the fire of God. Some of you right now, God is going to release fire into you right now. If you would be serious about this right now, he would release fire into you right now in Jesus' name. I feel the fire of the Lord being released right now in the name of Jesus. And there's some of you that are watching that maybe you don't know God. Maybe, maybe you've walked away from him. But today he wants you to renew your life with him. Would you pray this with me quickly? Just say, Father, I don't want to be footpath soil anymore. Forgive me of my sin. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died for me and you rose for me on the third day. And I surrender my life to you today. Completely. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Oh, that's so good. Amen, guys. All right. Thank you. I'm so thankful that the Lord is ministering to you right now. We're going to break. Sydney has the, the Zoom link on there right now, pinned on the screen for you. So you guys can go to that right now. And uh, I'll be on there. We're going to be on there in the next five minutes or so. Uh, so make sure you go on there and we'll be on there right away uh, right now. But thank you for joining us today for our live stream, for all of you that joined in. Um, I bless you guys. And hopefully we can talk and on our small group discussions just now. Um, so take care, guys. We love you. God bless.
Thanks for joining in today. We pray that this message blessed your life. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at yd.youth. God bless.